0: Hello there, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. How are you today? I'm doing fine. It's the beginning of my long week. Well, I'm always, it's always, it's never really a weekend for me. I'm always trying to do something. Today is the, the one day I try to do relatively little, uh, in the way of work. I try to get it done on work days, and then I have half work days. Uh, That being Monday and Tuesday. Well, I've been talking about, I guess, the last two or three podcasts concerning our tropical storm prospects. And there was uh, one brewing and some question over the naming of it. First, I thought it was going to be a G name. And it turns out there's another one, Gaston, that's going up to the center part. Of Atlantic, I missed that one, and I guess there's an H-, H one, and that's probably the H one. It's probably someplace in. Well, Fiona went up and hit Canada, and I thought the one that was coming, threatening the Flo- uh, Florida, was going to be either you know the H or the I one. No, the G or the H, and it turned out it's I Ian, Ian, and. It's right now, I think it's a tropical storm, about to become a, a hurricane. kind of slowed down, so it started trekking west. So, currently, i, I like to thank, I'm going to talk about hurricane preparations a little later, but I wanted to talk about uh, things that happen in the bar and how they relate to everyday life. So, it's actually one thing to happen. So, yesterday... I will talk about the the hurricane or this tropical storm that's going to be coming a hurricane. It seems to be tracking kind of west of us, even though we have to still have to keep a an eye on it uh, as a resident in the Keys because you 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 there's only one way out, Overseas Highway. I mean, there's two roads, but. As we get up here all the way to the north, there's two roads you can access to get out, but there's only really one while you're in the the Keys proper. So there's a current threat to us right now. So I'm going to move on to other things. That's why I'm making... You say, hey, why don't you talk about it now? Well, because I'm going to play, stay, you know, do a lion's share of the show that way. So I'm at work yesterday, and I ran into uh, one of, one of our former workers' sisters. And she comes in with her husband and her kids. And um, she's a, a really nice woman. Um, and I was talking to her. And there were two regulars on the side of the bar. One of one's, uh well-known to the, both of them well-known, at least in the bar, and one really well-known in Key Largo. And he... Uh, while I'm talking to her, he goes, "Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany," and I go, "I wonder who he's talking to because he's kind of looking at me, saying Tiffany." And I say, "Oh, well, I know, I'm not Tiffany," and I knew the woman I was talking to was Tiffany, wasn't Tiffany, and I uh, I finished talking to her after a couple minutes, and the guy said, "Why didn't you get her attention?" I was trying to get her attention. The guy said, "I said who Tiffany?" I said, "I don't know a Tiffany." He goes what's wrong with you? You were talking to her. And I said, her name is not Tiffany. And he, and I told her her name and he goes, Oh, and I said, okay, I get it. You thought I was ignoring you. Well, you know, that's, that's not her name. I have that happen so many times, not knowing someone or guessing someone's name wrong. I there was one guy who kept coming into the bar area and he kept on calling me Larry, "How you doing, Larry?" and stuff like that. And then I realized he was talking to me. I kept on looking over my shoulder. Maybe there was some kind of uh, premonition or ghost hanging there, and only he could see it. But he was talking to me, and he'd go by and say hi, Larry. So I said hello to him all the time, and eventually. He was talking to one of his friends. He goes, yeah, yeah, that guy's, you know, mentioned something about me. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was nice. He's always pleasant when he says hello to me. And he came back to me. He goes, I am so sorry. I've been calling you Larry for like six months, seven months. And I, he says, why didn't you correct me? And I go, well, you kind of breezed by when you said that. And there's a lot worse things you can be called. Really are. I mean, being called at some other person's name. I don't really. That's not. You know, someone says. You know, some yesterday actually. Some guy said, Ed. And he kept. He called me Ed, and I said okay. And he goes, "Your name's Ed, right?" And I go, "No, not Ed. It's Jim." And he goes, "James?" And I said, "Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm called Jim." So, I really. Don't get upset over the name thing. I don't get it unless it's something like, if they say, you look a lot like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, if they call you Jeffrey because you're Jeffrey Dahmer. Or you look a little like Vladimir Putin. You know, that's, you know, that could be like an insult. But calling someone by a name, in their head it could be someone wrong. You know, they could be attributing a negative thing, but... If, if i'm not taking as negative so i just say, uh, hi how are you and there's nothing wrong with it just to say i happen to me too i'm in the re- i'm in the supermarket today i'm with my daughter we're going to make a quick trip there and there's a gentleman looking at it and they go oh man that looks like a friend of mine and i almost went up and said hello to him Okay. Now, when I say friend, he was acquaintance. I know a lot of people down here. There's, you know, maybe 20 people I'm close to, 40, 40 people I'm kind of close to, and, you know, 40 more people I'm kind of close to. And then there's a whole bunch of people I'm pleasantly acquainted with. And he was one of the ones uh, in between pleasantly acquainted with, we'd, we'd have a conversation every time we stopped. And he was a local radio personality down here, a DJ. And as I was going up, I realized that isn't him, because that person passed away about uh, four months ago, four or five months ago. And I felt kind of bad about it, and then I said, wait a second, I should kind of feel good because I was looking, I was going to go over and say hello to him. Just like you should do when you recognize somebody. Because you never know when they're not going to be around anymore, right? So, I did mention, uh, so that happens all the time. I don't really get hung up. Calling someone by the wrong name as long as, you know, you have a pleasant, If they're smiling when they say hello to you. And it's not like one of those jackass grins people have. You should just assume and say, well, they got a pleasant memory of, you know, every time they run into us and they're pleasant about meeting you, you know, what's, what's the big deal being called the wrong name? You know, unless it's super important to you, which, you know, there's a lot of super important things in life. Being called the wrong name shouldn't ruin it. So I mentioned earlier, we have this, it's a time of year where we have a lot of tropics, cyclonic activity. In this part of the world. Which makes his way out of this part of the world. And up to different parts of the world. Like Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. And all those places found out. uh, Just uh, the last couple days. So we have this disturbance. And you know how it goes. They start forming. And until they're really a. uh, You see that circular monster of a hurricane. They call them tropical depression. And they finally know the name they're going to call it. But they don't call it that name until it turns into some kind of, there's some cohesive quality to the storm that makes it. I, at one point, they'll convert it, convert it from the tropical depression to that named storm. And Ian is one of them. And right before, uh, when it was developing, they said if it moves fast, it tracks further east. If it moves Slow, it tracks further west because of certain currents, the, the water and all that, and it's the uh, the warmth of the water. There's areas of it, and they're showing all these different things. Really interesting how things have changed. They say they track wind shear, and wind shear breaks them off. So uh, it, it seems like hurricanes are following a track of, least resistance and they're drawn to certain climatic features. Warmer water, less wind shear and things like that. When you go into wind shear they seem to, to be restricted and turn, don't really develop. And right now to the south and east of Florida there's a big wind shear field. So if anything were to come up it kind of breaks up in that area, so, but south of us, there wasn't a big field of that, so it was freer to develop. And that's my layman understanding of it. So when you don't really know, you got this big cone, and they got all these computer models with these spaghetti. They call them spaghetti models, and they got these lines coming up, and there's always a couple that go out. There's one. There's two of them going. Uh, Towards Mexico, some going towards Texas, but the rest, right now, are going to f- up to Florida, mainly above uh, Tampa, Clearwater area. And uh, we're right on the the keys, uh, at least Key Largo is outside that cone. Key West is right on the right side of it, and that could always track further east they normally it hasn't recently there haven't seen too many crazy motions of those we kind they kind of have an idea of where it's going and that's really nice it's really nice and one of the things you know it's kind of scary because the waters are warmer than they ever were and so there's a potential for greater storms on the flip side it's really great that they have more preparation So we have all these things. And even before it's a hurricane, you have these models of deciding where it's going to go. And then you start getting updates from organizations that you're involved with, like our school system down in Monroe County. We get, at least from our high school, my daughter's going to high school, we got updates starting on Friday about uh, keeping us up to date and it was it was so interesting getting those. You see, we don't we're we're meeting. The models are inconclusive. They're talking about the spaghetti models, so we're gonna get back to you. And so we get these emails, and in the back of our head, as preparation goes, we have storm shutters. So many people have storm shutters in uh, older homes. I'm in an older home, homes built before 1995, uh, let's say. Or earlier, people use these aluminum store shutters they put over their windows. And that's, usually for me, it takes me about two hours. Two hours to get that, at most. And that's even using my ratchet, if I use the power drill uh, to put the screws on, i probably done, done an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes. But I like to take my time, and, and I get you know, get things going and, can, you know, you can get a, a bolt on a screw pretty far, whatever, you know, until I have to really crank it down. So that's one of the last things we have to do because if you're not going to have a storm, if there's no storms, we'd rather not have those shutters up. Because it is a pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass to put up. But it's definitely, if you're going to get hit by a tropical storm, it definitely behooves you well to have those shutters up because, you know, who wants to have, you know, a broken window in the middle of a storm? What are you going to do about it? So people people have a uh, certain mar- a be- certain amount of benchmarks they need to do that. And one of them is being threatened by it. So I figure I have two hours. I, I remember a bunch of the storms that came, that were coming around, uh, some close calls, some that uh, uh, Irma... And I forget the last one. We got hit by a tropical storm, uh, category, category one, borderline category one, where we, we didn't evacuate. But you heard all those trees cracking out there and stuff. They sounded like thunder, but it's actually trees cracking. So uh, when these storms are coming up, you have people that live there here their whole life, and they say, why are you putting up your shutters? I said, well, a storms coming. We're in the cone. He says, "Yeah, you got to wait though, because it 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 refines. So it gets closer as it gets closer. Sometimes it goes far off, and we don't get anything from it. We get a stiff breeze, maybe forty mile per hour gust, which is relatively nothing, because it's only a couple miles more than a good gusty wind day on in October. So." These people have it down to a science, and if they say it's gonna be Wednesday, they they wait till Tuesday. Now, for new people down here, they don't have that experience for that. Their experience with hurricanes, they don't they never really tracked one of they're, they're not from this neck of the woods. Right? They just hear hurricane, it's like hearing shark. You know, it's in the water. It could be a sand shark, and sand sharks are re- relatively be- benign. I mean, you, you probably still get—you know—you can get hurt by a sand shark, but mo- benign. But if someone hears shark, they panic, right? Same thing goes for hurricane. So yesterday, and that's today is Sunday. So Saturday morning, even though most. Uh, vacationers that were tourists were not in the area and i noticed from the business we had Friday night we had a very busy friday night part of that is because so many restaurants were closed during the peak of slow season it's the peak of the slow season you know a couple weeks after school started uh, going into october and November it's going to be slow for a while And with this storm coming up, it's even slower. But with all these restaurants closed, and there was about five restaurants all around us closed, so we got funneled in that limited crowd. It became a good crowd for us. It didn't happen so much last night. But those same people that are down here, some vacationers probably getting ready to leave, the, um, the, the people that are staying down here, some of them are newer, and some people have a more of a, a knee-jerk to hearing hurricane, knee-jerk reaction. And they go into the panic buying mode. We got the hoarders, the people that come in. There was a guy I saw when I stopped in, and I was coming from the gym yesterday. I, I got up early, and I went to the gym, and I'm coming back. It's 10 o'clock. The, it's, it is packed as it would be in the peak of season. And I see people coming out with full carts, loaded with water, loaded with beer. Yeah, it's always beer and wine and all that stuff. And, you know, all those things that don't need refrigeration, like peanut butter, tuna, all these canned meats stuff and snacks. People are going to, you know, figure they're going to, they're, they're getting those things. It's funny, they buy all these things, because if it got really bad, you know, their next instinct would be to, evacuate and what are you going to do with all the supplies you bought and what we do normally here if we have to evacuate so we have an order of operation order of operation is buying supplies putting up the shutters um, but I don't really buy the supplies if I'm putting up shutters I put up shutters to protect the house and then I buy supplies if we're going to hunker down and hunker down means we're going to stay in the area Because otherwise, we'd have to take, like, if you're getting, what I did do on Friday, the one preparation I did was get two cases of water and fill the propane tank. I had an extra propane tank. I wanted to have it filled. That was it. But yesterday, there were people doing all sorts of, I don't want to call it panic buying, but it was overzealous preparation little early for that. But then again, they want to get it before it disappears. Now the stores are full again today because the track went. Because I was at the store today. And it wasn't, there were not people paying or buying buying because the Dolphins were playing at uh, 1 o'clock today. They're playing right now. And yeah, I'm recording while football is playing. It's one of those things I haven't gotten into lately. Watching sports. Unless it's Playoffs or things like that. So we got all these people going. I go to the store, they're they're, there the lines, there's four people in each line. And then I see uh, I went in for three items yesterday. Ended up with five, of course. That's what happens. And I look over at the ten item or less aisle and there's one person finishing up. I walk over and I get it. I walk out faster than I normally do when I go in for a few items. Of course, if people go in there right before a hurricane, they decide they need 30 items. And half those people that are buying those items are going to be having to leave them. If there was a hurricane coming, they would have evacuated. And why get all that food and stuff like that if you're evacuating? I don't understand that part. If you're panicking about a hurricane, why are you going to hunker down? <clears throat> so, we did that. We did that today. And then today, we have those things The people, I don't know if there's judgment or not, but you see people that put up their shutters. Now, it's one week from the end of uh, September. We go into October, and November is the... The beginning of November's end of hurricane season, even though hurricanes can happen later, it's trailing off right now. And the likelihood of more occurring comes less and less as each day approaches. There is a new development off the coast of Africa right now that we have to keep an eye on. But it's so interesting. You, you're, you're, you're torn between the excitement when there's the thing about hurricane for business, at least for business. Let's say restaurant business. Obviously, when a hurricane's going on, and if you're in an impact area, totally kills your business. You shouldn't be open. First of all, they force you to close your business, and if you have to evacuate, they you know they just say, "Hey, give me your business." Oh, you're you're keeping people from evacuating. But, if it's not one they have to evacuate, like say, it's a tropical storm Category 1, you have an increase, you have a, a phenomenon called like the hurricane parties down here, which are not going to be hurricane parties now. Unless things were to change, because right now it's looking, because it slowed down and it's tracked further to the, uh, the west, the... Uh, they have more time. So instead of hitting on Tuesday, it's going to be hitting uh, Florida kind of a, on a Wednesday. And and this world business is still going on as usual. Who's going to have? Well, I mean, there are people that party every night of the week. You're not going to get a lot of people going out because there's going to be work the next day. We may get a lot of, We may get a little wind out of this. And people seem to judge each other by how they react to a storm. Like if you have a family, you—I mean, a family of you know small children and pets and things like that—you you need to be legitimately, legitimately concerned uh, about their health and safety. Right now, on our ocean side, just uh, about two blocks towards the ocean which the ocean is only four blocks away in the mangroves but there's about 2 feet of water in the first on the first street and it happens a couple days a year just from high tide and if they get any storm surge at all it could come up to the bottom of our street it's unlikely that you get 12, 12 feet of storm surge which would threaten our neighborhood where we are. The key have yeah, just 12 feet 12 feet between you and having your house inundated by water or your cars ruined and things like that. You'll see construction around here. I mentioned in previous episodes there's the houses on a lot of houses on stilts. And it's not to get a better view; it's to keep you above the water, above the storm surge, and keeping about ten feet up. And but the cars are on the ground. That's the that's the interesting thing. So people down here that are in the know and have been to a couple, they know where to park the cars. They go and say, "Listen, you don't park your car in the low area because you don't. You know, even though you're you, you salt water, or any water inside, you know the." Tender areas of vehicles will ruin him. And after your house, that's your second bi- biggest investment. So now here we are. We got this one storm. It's got close. I have uh, a neighbor that put up their shutters. The one next to me didn't. The only difference is the neighbor that put up their shutters, they've only been here about two and a half years. And... Me and the other neighbors in the neighborhood that have lived down here for much longer, they just move along. You know, you just think you're talking to people. Like I said yesterday, I was coming out of the um, supermarket and I saw someone driving by and I said, oh, you're going to the supermarket today? And I said, well, if you're going, only going for a couple of things, it's no big deal because you just go through that. But then I saw someone who lived their whole life down here coming with her children, and she looked. You know, when before she had children, she was more. What would you call? Uh, carefree. With hurricanes, but once you have people you got to take care of, you can't really afford. Not to be concerned. And one funny story the the daughter told us. Uh, uh, they had their homecoming this weekend. Even though she told me that uh, on Friday, said that, "Hey, listen, we think that um, I just got notice that school's closed on Monday," and I said to her, "You know what? We get the emails from a principal that the we get the emails from your principals that say that." Um, schools open or closed, so you really can't say anything about that. It's really interesting. But they did go along with their homecoming now. Their homecoming activities. The pe peop- like I said, people that live down here for a long time, they don't really get concerned about these things. Only when that is close. And if you're the one that's in charge of keeping them safe, you'll probably have a different perspective then someone that just goes with the flow and says, riding in the car, you know, this is when you go home. Like, if it was going to hit us on Wednesday, right now I would be outside tightening the bolts on those screws, moving all the uh, lawn furniture either in the house, you know, you can put it in the house to keep it from blowing around, or you just secure it with heavy you know with heavy weights put everything in the shed you can because anything can become a projectile we do have a, a building site across the street but it's full of cinder blocks so a lot of things that just wouldn't wouldn't move are in that part so we're prepared and uh, It's very ephemeral, that the idea is that this hurricane could have just easily, just because of some factor, if it had tracked a little faster, a couple of miles per hour, that right now we'd be considering what are we going to do? What is it going to be when it hits land or inside the reef? That's for us in the Keys. And then we'd have to decide whether we're going to evacuate or not. And like I said, if you, if it turned into a category five and was going to hit the uh, a category four, and it was going to hit the uh, Florida Keys, unless you lived in the most secure place with the most the most supplies, you know, it's really not fun to be in a place without electricity. Air conditioning and cooling in modern day—it's it's not the most comfortable. We'd be making a totally different conversation right now with you. How you know we turn off the water right before we go? We set the shut off the main breaker. Make sure the refrigerator is empty. Everything's out of the freezer. <clears throat> if it can't, you know, and you know, we never had those false alarms where we throw out everything out of the fridge and all of a sudden the hurricane didn't miss. Luckily, the models are that good. That Now, if you're staying here, obviously you're not going to throw everything out of your fridge, but actually if you're evacuating, it kind of makes sense to do that because you're almost certainly going to lose power. We lost power during Irma. We came back. We had an empty fridge, which was perfect because we just hit the power back on when it came... When it came back on, turned the water back on near the street because you shut that off just in case you have, uh, you know, that damage that would knock the pipe off. And then you just have free flowing water and you have to end up paying for the water bill out of here. So here you have it. And I do like to think it's interesting. The last thing i like to say is... (coughs) Especially when you're not living in the area, you have friends, family and friends in an area that could be hit by a tropical storm. You say, hey, how you doing down there? Are you ready? <clears throat> Are you ready for the storm? And it must, I don't know what it sounds to them, but when you, I send them back a message, it goes, oh, we're, we're all right. We're, you, know, you know, we don't really worry about that stuff until we get closer to it. It gets closer because you can't really be sure. And people think you're just, it's like waiting, you know, You saying, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen, but we don't know if it's going to happen to us. Because you can't really, you've definitely, if you need the shutters up, you need to shutters up. So that's whether you're going to stay or go. That's one of the givens. But the buying of supplies, that's mainly for uh, if you're hunkering down. Because you can't do that. And then if you're going to evacuate, you got to start thinking about well, where we're going to evacuate to. Because you've got to watch the tor- storm. Now, if I had my druthers and we are going to evacuate, I would evacuate where we evacuated for Irma. But right now it looks as if that's in uh, a pretty good position to be hit by this one. So I really wouldn't want to go there. Because the last time during Irma, it also got hit. But I think it was Category 2 when it got hit. Lakeland, Florida. It was enough so we were on the eighth floor or the sixth floor of the hotel and one of the floors above us uh, moved the building just enough. It was an older building at least you know 80 years old that the pipes burst and there were flooding it was flooding the floors beneath it. So we got moved about I think there were 13 floors so we ended up uh, getting moved to like one floor above because there was, I mean, there was only twenty percent occupancy in that in the in the hotel. But yeah, we wouldn't want to go to a place that's going to get hit worse than we are, and we don't want to go to Miami necessarily because Miami, even when there isn't a hurricane and there's a good rainstorm, it could flood, and you got to worry about your vehicle wherever you park if you don't park. You, bar, you have to park in a parking structure. You can't park on a ground level. Uh, I wouldn't park in ground level, Miami, if a storm's coming by. I just don't know where that water's going to go. That's the way it is. People are calling and saying, so, so we have this order of operation. So we're just looking at it. And uh, my daughter suggested that. I was uh, kind of upset and freaking out about it. I was just watching it. I didn't put up the I didn't put up the the shutters. I did get two cases of water, but we're going to use that anyway. So these people from outside the area think, "Wow, you really waiting until late." Well, you can't prepare too early. Think of the French. So what do you think? What did the French have to do with it? The French prepared for a war with Germany again after World War One by building the Maginot Line. And they said, well, we're going to build this impenetrable string of fortresses along the French-German border that the Germans will not be able to break through. And the Germans decided to go around them. And not to go against the fortresses. So whatever plans you make, unless you have enough information where something's coming from, especially with a hurricane there's not much you can do, or where it's going. So you wouldn't want to evacuate. Uh, When Andrew hit here over 30 years ago, and it just barely touched the Keys, hit the Northern Keys, it really hit Homestead, Florida, bad, and destroyed Homestead. A lot of the people from the Keys evacuated Homestead, and they were in that area where it happened. And the Keys were relatively unscathed relatively unscathed compared to homestead but who knows you got to pay you gotta you got to make predictions about the eventualities what what's the percentage of this happening this there no so we're in the keys it's staying to the west we don't want to evacuate to the southwestern corner of Florida right now or a little further up there because that could be dead center so you're just waiting for it It's waiting for it. It's not that we're not concerned. It's just that we need a little more information. Any information we're getting right now is that we shouldn't be as concerned as those other people. And the nice thing about when people do panic buy, at least they get rid of all the old stuff on the shelves. So when the rest of us go in there, we just say, hey, we're all right. We know this tune is fresh. This can of tuna is The newest can of tuna, because the rest of them were bought out. That's pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. This is Jim the Keats partner signing off. Anybody, uh, we'll talk uh, a little about the hurricane now, but there's no need for us to talk about it down here unless it gets a little closer. So if you don't hear, if you hear future shows, I'm not talking about the hurricane because it doesn't affect us. I mean, we may get some wind from it. Even when they show it, they show that big model. Most hurricanes only like 80 miles will cross. The, The effect of wind. So, we shall see. I'll talk to you later. Bye.